Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasting streaming services. My name is John Flynn, and thank you so very much for listening to the podcast once again. Today, it is Monday, September the 4th. It is Labor Day. We are recording this podcast around 1.40 in the afternoon. And and this is where the the point of the year where hooked on sports goes from once a week to twice a week because with the with the NFL season starting up the, 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 this upcoming Thursday night uh, when the Lions take on the Chiefs in Kansas City and 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 before before we we get started here make make sure you follow me on Twitter at J, uh, John Flynn ninety seven and on Instagram at and Threads at jflizzy. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Hooked underscore on sports on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. And also, you can follow the Facebook page on Hooked on Sports as well. And you can and you can also listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and, and Overcast, Google Podcasts, wherever you, can, you, you may find it. So, and so we're looking very, very forward to having the, these, these conversations throughout the course of of the year now, we 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 were going to start today with officially locking in my predictions for the for the twenty twenty three NFL season, and 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 we 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 were going to do that, but I I'm I I really need to start today's podcast with college football because look, the week one schedule was really underwhelming. So it was the top twenty-five FBS teams playing FCS schools. Uh, the uh, that uh, scheduling week of a week opponents. It's uh, paying teams to play in their uh, their uh, their stadiums. No, nothing. Uh, very few exciting things happened. We might have learned something about something. We we we. I think I learned a little bit about Ohio State that they're not going to be as good as they've been in the last few years. We learned something about North Carolina. I think them beating a Shane Beamer coach team by double digits, uh, despite Drake May throwing two interceptions. I think that's a really big deal, and it. And and the ACC is going to be tougher uh, on that accord. That was a quality win by the Tar Heels. We might have learned something about USC, a little bit about Notre Dame, a little bit about Florida and Utah. But there were three teams, really, that we we were going to know everything about uh, going into this weekend. And they and they happened to play in in the two games that I was most interested in watching this weekend, and it, it was it was the Colorado and TCU, and then LSU and Florida State on, on Sunday night. And the the big story to me of the sports weekend was Colorado going into TCU as a three touchdown underdog, and and defeating the uh, the T, uh, TCU. 45-42 to 42 in what was an outstanding opening day game of, uh, for college football. And if you are a fan of Colorado football, the, uh, in Colorado at Boulder football, you have to be over the moon and overjoyed. Because the, 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 the incredible transformation that, that, that took place at Colorado over the last 7-8 to eight months 
is is something that really we have never seen in the history of college football. So, so basically, turning over the entire roster, bring bringing in uh, a completely new offense, a completely new coaching staff from all different parts of the country, and and, and they all can they all were able to come in together and 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 find a way to win on the road. Against uh against the top twenty five AP team in TCU, and if you are a fan, it's a, of 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 college football, and and if if you're specifically a fan of of the Big Twelve go, going forward, because Colorado is going to join the Big Twelve so starting next year as part of the massive realignment, uh, it it is crazy to think that this is what they're going to have to deal with. And, and and let's get to what we saw on Saturday because Sh- uh, Shador Sanders was just uh, was just him. It was an incredible performance that uh, in his first game with as a Power Five quarterback, over 500 yards passing, and and he was able to hit receivers left and right, and it it was uh, it it was. Um, a, a crazy thing to see. Now, t- t- to TCU's credit, that they made the proper adjustments offensively at at halftime, and that and they they exposed Colorado's defense uh, left and right with the lack of depth of there, and and they were able to to uh, to generate big plays and sustain drives and and score touchdowns. But but Colorado was able to dig in and, and respond with championship resolve. Well, with, with the adversity that they faced uh, in game, knowing that they would have to match, as uh, the the opponent step for step, and and, and Colorado uh, uh, n- n- never really flinched at at the moment, it's not be- because Deion Sanders is 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 that guy. He is that guy to completely transform the culture uh, at Colorado after after multiple decades. Of, of consistent turmoil, inability to land the coach, inability to, uh, to land the players. Do you realize how many players uh, just uh, Deion Sanders just recruited to Colorado next year just because of that win on Saturday? That is uh, w- w- one of the most significant impacts and one of the most significant games of the college of the college football year, and 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 we and we st- we 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 can't measure the impact of of what of what this victory is, and 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 the things about about what the, what you have to do as a college coach because because co- college coaches are like the CEOs of eighteen to twenty one year olds, and <laughs> uh, what makes what makes it so hard in, in football. Is, is that well, you, you? You can have as many as a hundred of them. So that that you have that you have to manage and to ma- manage that that their, their their semester revolves around two things: school and football, and and and, and the aura and the and the accountability that Deion Sanders had within that athletic program and and the stuff he brought in. Uh, in 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 terms of in terms of the in terms of the brain power, in terms of the the the, ta- the tactical st- stuff that we see in game, in terms of ability to bring in recruits, ability to recruit coaches who who uh, who want to uh, t- take part uh, in this because it could it could land them a h- higher up jobs in other positions and other other schools in the future. 
So, so you, you're, you're going to see a, a Deion Sanders coaching tree. You're, you're going to see a, a, a Colorado, as long as Deion Sanders stays in Colorado, be, become a national powerhouse. And and it, it, and you have you have stars on defense, stars uh, stars on offense, obviously with 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 Shador Sanders, who who now we need to uh, to start thinking about as a Heisman contender if he continues this way, if he continues uh, to to show his dominating ways against Nebraska this weekend, and 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 I and I gotta tell you that so that the Colorado being relevant. And, and being competitive, I think, is really good for for for, for football because the, the, there's really rarely been a a, a competitive championship caliber program uh, in in the in the Rocky Mountains over, over the last 20, 25 years. We 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 could say we we, we could uh, Utah might have something to say about that. So, uh, but it, but in term in terms of. Uh, in, in terms of get, get, getting the guys to, to be prepared, get, get, getting them to play, get, getting ready to uh, withstand the grind of a sixty-minute football game, and uh, and and the and the and, and the crazy amount of downtime because of the t uh, of the TV broadcast needing to generate revenue, and, and the advertising money will uh, help them do that. So so, so if you are a, f- a fan of Colorado football. You you have to be over the moon about about what what about what they were able to do and and not not only did, did they did they beat TCU they 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 outplayed them and it wasn't it wasn't a game where where um that there were there were multiple uh, pick sixes that there, there there was a muffed pond there was. Um, that, that there there were some uh, bonehead coaching decisions. It it was just Colorado going there and winning the game, and and th- th- there is usually what what I see in football is usually about ninety ninety five percent of the time. I it, it, you, you might be more about about what happened to the other team. Why didn't they, why didn't they show up? What were the big mistakes um, that, that 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 turned the game around and. And, and gave them a chance and a gift wrap the game. No, Colorado went in and earned that victory. Uh, so, absolutely fabulous stuff from Deion Sanders um, in the in the victory for for Colorado and 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 they they they're gonna make some noise in the Pac-12 this year. That because 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 you because you heard Dan Lynch on the podcast last week talk about. Washington and Oregon and U and USC and Caleb and Caleb Williams and 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 Utah. He showed a lot of love for Utah and and Utah. Um, uh, hammered Florida defensively on Thursday night in, in front of a, in front of an incredible crowd. Um, there there at Utah. So. I I'm I'm excited for for the long suffering Colorado fan and. That, and, and and the coaching and and the the amount of uh, amount of high school recruits that that probably committed to Colorado without even realizing it and and future NFL draft prospects uh, c- congratulations they had a very 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 big day very big day so 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 Deion Sanders initial success at Colorado turned a lot of pressure on Mike Norvell 
uh, 24 hours after that when uh, when Florida State took the field on on Sunday night against LSU. And I, I've been banging the drum for the last couple of weeks on this. Florida State is for real. Florida State is absolutely in the conversation for the college football playoff. And if you are a fan of Florida State, after going through the pain and the growing pains of the rebuild and the reconstruction of college football at Florida State, and and then they come out on Sunday, uh, Sunday night, in front of a national crowd, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit behind the mic for Channel Set for ABC, and 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 and, and completely out 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 playing and out coaching the living hell out of Brian Kelly and LSU. You, you have to be jumping through the moon on that. And Florida State has been uh, has been a, a has been a fun team to uh, to see um, to, to see come back from what was basically the dead. I mean, I mean, Florida State w- w- was in shambles in terms of football about four or five years ago, and, and now now they're very much back where they belong in in the conversation for 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 the for the uh, to be in the playoffs because. Everything I said about Florida State on the podcast two weeks ago sh- show, showed up uh, on on Sunday night. Now, so now w- w- were there things I didn't like? That I did I didn't like the play in the first half. I didn't like the lack of discipline. I I didn't uh, like like the way uh, that they they let LSU and Jaden Daniels bu- bully them uh, for for a half. So, but but I I I think Florida State. Uh, again, I, this was a team I picked to go to the playoff. Uh, Florida State is is going. I my, my in my opinion, we'll we'll see about Clemson tonight. But I could see Florida State going undefeated uh, this this season. This this uh, meant more uh, really to uh, to LSU than to Florida State because LSU is probably going to have to beat Georgia. Uh, in the in the SEC championship game to just make the college football playoff, so um, but but Florida State is now gonna have uh, is now gonna have some wiggle room here. I think they they have a, a, a margin of error here. I think they have a so they have a schedule where where they're going to be favored in every single game except maybe the Clemson game in three weeks in in uh, in South Carolina. So but 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 make no mistake the the amount of talent that you saw. Uh, on on the field and, and the and the experience that that, that these guys uh, brought in and and the recognition to to go to go out and, and make the big plays like so like the offensive line was was excellent so Jordan Travis was was excellent at distributing the football he uh, he, he uh, two of his receivers had what had a hundred yards receiving uh, for for the night and two others. Had receptions of forty yards or more. So, so effect, effective play calling, effect, effective distribution of the football, effective game plan, and, and, and most importantly to me, for the the level of execution uh, in the big time plays. And and to me, the play uh, the play of the game to me what was was the fourth and two call uh, uh, with the game with the game tied at seventeen. And and that was, and Florida State picked up a first down and more. It turned all the tide in this game uh, effective to Florida State, and uh, and and then they, they they went on to score. So what what was the the second round? Uh, the the fourth through tenth 
of their 31 unanswered points and amount to a 45 to 24 victory over LSU, and and, and that that was a fan, a fabulous victory for uh, for um for the Seminoles uh, in 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 every respect and. And and Mike Norville uh, is is re- really was really vindicated for for what he was able to do and 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 the and the plan he sought after in terms of the recruiting in terms in terms of putting together effective game plans in terms of uh, effective off season programs a, a lot of that paid off last night as uh, with with a thorough demolition of the fifth ranked LSU Tigers and by the way Brian Kelly. Big game, Brian Kelly. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that that kind of showed up too on Sunday night as well. Brian Kelly is now six for, uh, and fifteen against top ten opponent uh, against AP ranked top ten opponents in his coaching career. Uh, with 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 his latest loss and his latest debacle uh, on 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 Sunday night. Um, at at the expense of Florida State, and and and, and really, what what really got me, and what really bothered me about about LSU, it was really three, uh, two things. I, I mean, it it was two events and one thing, and, and one thing for the other. But so, but, but the, the the play calls on on fourth down in the first half were beyond mind numbing, so, uh, because uh, in, in inability to pick up a blitz on fourth a fourth down. So in, in inability to uh, to to get to gain a yard uh, on the ground, and so the, the, those are the types of things that that usually deflate teams, and and, that, and I think Florida State picked up on something at, at halftime that Florida State found a weakness on the right side of LSU's offensive line, and they really exposed it, and and they really attacked it and attacked it and attacked it again. And, and and it kept Jaden Daniels off balance for for the better for the better part of two and a half quarters. So, with all intents and purposes, that that I don't I never took the cheese on LSU. Brian Kelly, his his inability to to get an, get an effective quarterback to get them over the hump really killed him at Notre Dame. And, and now you look at LSU, a a, a, a a program with 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 far more advanced athletic facilities, far more advanced, uh, of, of far more advanced lifestyle than that, than that of Notre Dame, and 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 he, and he still isn't able to get the job done. Now I think LSU is going to win a lot of games, uh, because 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 of the talent and the mismatches that they they can they can dial up on on every any given basis, I I I, I think they have a chance to beat Bama in Bama later this year, but 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 it really doesn't amount to much for me because you have, uh, as it, because the the college football com- playoff committee has never put a two loss team in the college football playoff now. It it could change the last year of the fourteen playoff. I I, I we, the, the 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 college football season can be bonkers, uh, on, on that accord. So, uh, but but that but but the beauty of college football to me is that is that that the the top programs uh base and and really if anyone who is interested in in going to the college football playoff, 
Um, it, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be a little bit different next year because because of the of the expansion of the playoff. But the beauty of college football is that you have to treat every game like it's a playoff game. Seriously, what, what one one bad loss can derail the whole season, and and and, that, and that's what LSU was dealt on Sunday night. So. So, so and, and all of the talk about uh, from the press and the and the media, specifically the SEC media, uh, 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 gloating at the uh, uh, at the prospect of Brian Kelly in year two, so uh, with with the transformation of that program and the and the smooth transition from Ed Orgeron. So everyone thinking that it was it was going to pay off, it was going to lead to a national championship, and 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 similar similar to what LSU had in in women's basketball with Angel Reese and and L and LSU baseball with Paul Skeens, so that 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 was not going to happen, I, I, with this season because uh, because of the fact that Brian Kelly uh, can't get his guys buttoned up for for big time games, and so he's now six and fifteen. Against top ten opponents, um, in, in his coaching career, uh, so uh, go, going back to his days uh, with Notre Dame and Cincinnati, so that that was a really, really uh, bad performance by by LSU. So if you're an if you're an FSU fan, congratulations. If you are a fan of uh, of um, if LSU, you have to be sick, absolutely sick. To your stomach. Alrighty, so for NFL fans who are listening to this podcast and and who are interested in seeing where, where uh, my, my official predictions for the 2023-2024 NFL season, I can tell you that that the moment has arrived. So we 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 are, we are going to go through each of the conference. We're going to do each of the playoff teams first, and then and then I will give you my win loss predictions for if we each each team. I'll give you my my championship Sunday matchups. I'll give you my Super Bowl pick. I'll give you my my awards for the for the major major AP awards. So so for in terms of that, we have. Um, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, the Coach of the Year, and Assistant Coach of the Year. So, so I want I want you guys to uh, to go ahead and gra- grab your popcorn. So I'll I'll give you a couple of seconds for that, and 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 when, when, once you get the popcorn ready. We'll start. When I hear, when I do that bomb thing, uh, I, the, the first tune that, that speaks out to me is, um, 76 trombones, but anyway, have your popcorn ready? All right, here we go. We are officially uh, uh, marking everything for the 2023-2024 NFL season. And and since the NFC will be the visiting team in the Super Bowl, 
uh, the, uh, it would be the designated visiting team of the Super Bowl this year. We, we are going to start with the NFC predictions and, and the NFC playoff teams. So, here we go. The Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East with the record uh, with the record that will be de- determined later. So, the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East. Look, uh, 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 up until a couple weeks ago, I was higher on uh, on on Philadelphia because of the of the coaching and the and the town and all of that. But the more I look into Dallas, the the, the way I the way I saw the improvements in the offseason, the way they were able to to to, uh, to bring back Zach Martin on, on a restructured contract, the, the the way the way they were able to support Dak Prescott, the way the Cowboys were actually pretty good last year. So it's d- during the during the regular season, in spite of of Dak Prescott's follies, n- now Brandon Cooks are coming in to be the number two wide receiver, a play uh, a receiver that that has been excellent everywhere he's been throughout his NFL career. Now now he gets to be paired out with C.D. Lamb. So he uh, he he has Tony Power behind him. He has a a, 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 a good offensive line that that'll be good enough to protect Dak. I think the defense is going to make a lot of splash plays. Getting getting to retain Dan Quinn was a gigantic deal this offseason. So because he is a, he is as good a defensive coach as any of the National Football League. So the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East this upcoming season. The Detroit Lions will win the a- NFC North. I I think the Lions have everything uh, everything going on because. Uh, uh, t- teams ready to fall back down to earth in their division. Um, uh, the the the, uh, the uh, them being able to uh, to retain their their coordinators. The offensive line is one of the best. So the, the defense has got uh, got better this off season. I I I think uh, Jack Campbell is a is an intriguing prospect at the linebacker position. So uh, which which the Lions the Lions uh, seem to love because he he was drafted in the first round. Amon um, Ross St. Brown is going to be in for another monster season. I I I think the and think the culture that Dan Campbell has cultivated will finally translate into a playoff uh, appearance. The Lions played as well as anybody uh, after the calendar flipped to November last season. I think the, the Lions are, are going in with a lot of confidence this season. I, they are the best team in the NFC North, and therefore I have the Lions winning the NFC North. The New Orleans Saints will win the NFC South this year, and, and, and I think the NFC South is an intriguing division th- this upcoming season. So, but but, but I, I think the Saints... So we're 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 solid quarterback play away, real really, for making the playoffs last year. The the, the defense uh, regressing oh didn't help matters at all, but with 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 all the injuries they, that they suffered. So about about but the Derek Carr to Chris Olave combination is is going is going to be dreamy. I I their, their defensive line is outstanding. They're, they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. I I, I think you, know, you you look at uh, uh, the veteran leadership Derek Carr does and 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 what what he did with the Raiders and and carrying the team on his back well for for the better part of a half a decade and uh and, and a little bit more than that n- 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 now now he goes away from the Raiders and on to the Saints and, and I and I think and to Pete Carmichael's offense I I think the Saints will win the NFC South this year with all things being told the San Francisco 49ers will win the NFC West 
I think the 49ers are loaded on both sides of the football. So I, 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 I look at the defense and the stars on defense. So if, uh, not, not just Nick Bosa, we'll see about his contract, but, but also Fred Warner, D. Greenlaw, bringing in Javon Hargrave from Philadelphia is, is a big deal. Uh, Hufanga is back, first team All Pro safety a year ago. So the the, the defense is outstanding, and, and Steve Wilkes in, in, inherits one of the most talented defenses of the National Football League. And and then on the other side, it's it's McCaffrey, it's Debo, it's Ayuk, it's Kittle. So you have a, 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 one of the most impressive assortments of weapons uh, for San Francisco. Yeah, you, of course, you have Trent Williams, who, who, who is the best tackle in the National Football League. Brock Purdy is fully recovered from his surgery. He is ready to rock and roll for week number one. I think the 49ers are going to win the NFC West. Wildcard team number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the, I, I feel something is a little off with Philadelphia compared compared to last year. I, I, I've, I think there are concerns at the linebacker position. I think there are concerns about the depth uh, at the safety position. I, I, I think the, there, there are going to be, uh, there, there's going to be some question marks with, with Jalen Hurts. Um, if if Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson can't stay healthy, which was a big deal last year, and Jalen Hurts missed a couple of games uh, down the stretch of the season, uh, due, due to injury. So 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 of course so the health of those of those three players on offense are going to be monitored closely uh, on on that regard, but. But you still have A.J. Brown. You still have Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is going to have the best season of his NFL career to date. But, but I think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs as wild card number one. I, I don't know why I, 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 I left them out of, of my playoff conversation for, uh, for, for, for months. But the Seattle Seahawks are making the playoffs. The Seahawks uh, w w made, made it to the playoffs uh, as the last team in with, with the record of 9-8 of and eight last year. And, and the and the Seahawks improved on both sides of the football. They they especially with the defense. I, I love the pickup of Devon Witherspoon in the draft from Illinois. I love the return of Bobby Wagner to that defense. It is a young uh, young defense that that uh, and that that has a lot of talent, a lot of speed. That's only going to get better that uh, as the year goes along. I I, I think the offense. So uh, bringing back Geno Smith on the long-term contract uh, uh, on a on a three-year contract made a lot of sense. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jay Bug are going to be slotted in uh, as as a as a probable Week One starter. I I I love that for Seattle. I'm a little concerned about the offensive line, but but I I think the Seahawks are going to be outstanding this season. Give me the Seahawks to be wild card number two. And wild card number three, what what was was a tough one. I went back and forth between five five or six different teams, but 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 for this exercise, I'm going to choose the Carolina Panthers. And I I, I feel like the Panthers have the best coach QB combo in, in in the division. I I feel like their defense has gotten better. Uh, it it was a really young defense. 
So when 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 the when their guys were drafted a couple of year, or a few years ago, now they now they're gaining the experience of playing in the NFL. The the the, the defense has gotten better and better as time as time has gone on. I I I really expect them to give up the fewest points of any any defense in the in the division this year. And and the and Bryce Bryce Young, Gay, Miles Sanders, and Adam Thielen. Um, for, for, for the offense. I, the offensive line, I think, is going to be better. Give me the Carolina Panthers to make the playoffs as the third wild card in the NFC for this upcoming season. Now to the AFC. The Buffalo Bills will win the AFC East this year. I think the Bills are are are, are still uber-talented on both sides of the football. They were able to uh, to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to let bygones be bygones with, with the Stephon Dick situation, the summer at minicamp. The, the defense is going to be loaded, especially uh, when, they, when they get Von Miller back. Josh Allen uh, uh, talked and said that they don't want the Bills to rush Von Miller back because he, uh, he knows how sorely he was missed come playoffs. The, the Bills know that their season is going to be judged by what happens in January. They're, they're still going to be outstanding on both sides of the football. And I think the Bills are going to win the AFC East this upcoming season. The Cincinnati Bengals are going to win the AFC North. I think the AFC North is going to be the best division in the NFL this year. You have you have four quality teams in the same division. But, but but I think but I think Joe Burrow uh, coming back is gonna is gonna make a big difference uh, for, for for the big picture here. I think the I think the Bengals are, I think their offensive line got got a little bit better. You 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 still have T Higgins, Jamar Chase. Yeah, you still have uh, his assortment of weapons. I, I I do wonder a lot about about the defense uh, and and I, and I and we'll we'll get into that with our pick segment on Wednesday. But, but I, I think Joe Burrow being the best quarterback in the division, I think elevates the Cincinnati Bengals to uh, to uh, uh, to a third successive um, a third successive NFC AFC North crown. I'll take the Bengals to win the AFC North. In the AFC South, it's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, I, I, the, the Jaguars, but played as well as anybody in the AFC, including Kansas City. That they, they, they took Kansas City to, uh, uh, with within a touchdown in the divisional round last year. So, um, but, but one, once Trevor Lawrence was was let loose to play at a high level by Doug Peterson. So there was no looking back from there. They had an, an awesome stretch in November and December, chasing down the Titans of the division, and 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 making making the playoffs. Trev, Trevor Lawrence show show uh, he is tough. He is clutch, uh, and and when he when he's on your side at the quarterback position, in in most cases you're you're going to find a way to win. I think he's going to be a top five quarterback in the NFL this season. So I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to to win the AFC South. And in the AFC West, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I th- I think the Kansas City Chiefs so uh, have been the subject of, of of some of some big picture headlines concerning Chris Jones. But you still have Andy Reid. You still have Patrick Mahomes. I think Matt Nagy being an offensive coordinator is better suited for him than he uh, than he is a head coach. The, the, the Chiefs' offensive line is going to be one of, one of the two or three best in the in in the in the conference. So they, they they lost their two starting tackles last year. They they replaced them with two uh, two good ones th- this year. 
Uh, I think the offensive line is going to be outstanding. I think Sky Moore is going to have a monster season um, at the wide receiver position. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have another season uh, of, of being Travis Kelsey. I, I think the, the, the linebacking group is going to be improved. I think the secondary is going to be a little bit better with, with experience. Steve Magnolo is an absolute gem of a coach. And because now now he's won three Super Bowls as the defensive coordinator, I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to win the AFC West. Wild card number one in the AFC is the Jets. I I think the Jets are going to have uh, an incredible season. It's going to be a fair. It's going to be an, oh, a fairy tale ride through the regular season with Aaron Rodgers and one of the most talented dudes to ever play the quarterback position, changing the entire picture and changing the entire scope of the AFC. So you, you 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 have Garrett Wilson on 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 that offense. So uh, who who was the offensive rookie of the year last year? You, uh, on the defense, it's been incredible. You have you Sauce Gardner, the defensive uh, rookie of the year a year ago. You have an outstanding pa- uh, defense uh, interior defensive lineman in in Quinton Williams. The linebacker position, I think, has improved a little bit. So I I think with all all those things being equal. I'm uh, I'm putting the Jets in 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 the playoffs as wild card number one in the AFC. Wild card number two is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I I'm telling you, I think the Steelers are are are, are in an environment primed for for Mike Tomlin uh, to to get his team into the playoffs. So uh, and and I think that this Kenny Pickett to George Pickett thing is is going to be a thing of beauty. So but both of them going into year two, I think Kenny Pickett and George Pickens are going to have great seasons. The offensive line thing has improved a little bit. The, the get, getting the full year of T.J. Watt is an out is a gigantic deal. We 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 saw what the Steelers defense is with and without J.J. Watt. It, it it is it is night and day. Minka Fitzpatrick is the best safety in the National Football League. I I, I think the uh, I think the linebackers are going to are going to be excellent as well. And, and, and Terrell Austin's defense is going to be a top ten unit in the National Football League this year. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs as wild card number two. And wild card number three is the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, to, ha- ha- to, to me, are, 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 the t- are a team that's going to go from last place to the, to the playoffs. So th- th- this is the best roster the Browns have had in 25 years. This is the be- most talented quarterback they've had in 25 years. They, 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 ha- they, they have a new defensive coordinator who, who's won a Super Bowl. So uh, he, uh, he's going to unlock s- some things with, with this defense that the league hasn't seen before. So they, 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 have a t- they have a top five offensive line, top 10 defensive line. I, 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 I think uh, ha- having Nick Chubb uh, as one of the, maybe the best pure rusher in the National Football League. I, I, I think all, all, all these things being equal, I'm picking the Browns to make the playoffs as the last as the last playoff team in the AFC. So we're, so now I'm going to reveal my, my projected standings here for for this upcoming season. In the AFC in the NFC East, I have the Cowboys and the Eagles at 12 and 5, but I have Dallas in with, as a division winner because of division record. I've got the Giants at 8 and 9. I've got Washington at 5 and 12. In the NFC North, I have the Lions at 11 and 6, the Vikings 8 and 9, the Chicago Bears at 7 and 10, the Green Bay Packers 
at 6-11. In the NFC South, I have the New Orleans Saints at 10-7, the Carolina Panthers at 9-8, your Atlanta Falcons at 8-9, and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 3-14. In the in the AFC in the NFC West, I have San Francisco going twelve and five, Seattle at nine and eight, the the LA Rams at five and twelve, and the Arizona Cardinals at two and thirteen. In the AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills at thirteen and four. I have the Jets at twelve and five. I have the Miami Dolphins at nine and eight, and I have the New England Patriots, the owners of the toughest schedule in my opinion in the National Football League this year. With a record of five and twelve, in the AFC North, I have the Cincinnati Bengals at eleven and six. I have the Steelers and the Browns each going ten and seven, but I have the Steelers uh, 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 as the sixth seed ahead of the Browns, the seventh seed because of a better conference record. And then I have the Baltimore Ravens going nine and eight. The AFC South, I have the Jaguars going 11-6. The Houston Texans will go 8-9. I think the Texans are going to surprise some people this year with D'Amico Ryans. The Tennessee Titans are going to go 6-11, while the Indianapolis Colts go 3-14. In the AFC West, I have the Kansas City Chiefs going 13-4. The Denver Broncos at 9-8. The LA Chargers at 8-9. And, and the Raiders... With the, well, we'll finish with the record of five and twelve. So, so, so th those are my records for everything in in the NFC and the AFC in terms of all the win losses. Now, I want to give you my championship Sunday predictions. So, in the NFC, I've got the San Francisco 49ers, and for the first time in twenty eight years. The Dallas Cowboys. I, I think this this is the year the Cowboys to take take advantage uh, of, of 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 being the two seed in the NFC. I think I think uh, they can have multiple games at home in the playoffs. I think they're going to win both of those before ultimately going on the road and falling to the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. In the AFC Championship game, I've got a rematch of the AFC Championship game three years ago. Between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, uh, I I think the Bills' defense is finally going to get them over. Uh, is going to get them over the, the, the divisional hump that, that that they were that they couldn't get by last year, uh, in the snow against Cincinnati, and, and then and then in the AFC Championship game, I I have the, I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning more multiple home games again, to get back to the Super Bowl. So so my Super Bowl matchup. Is the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, and give me despite despite the uh, the, uh, the 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 problems with Chris Jones and his contract, the Kansas City Chiefs over the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58 in the uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. So now is I want now we need to go through um um my my predictions for for the awards. And, and and of course we have the the uh the eight AP awards that I'm going to go over right here. My my assistant coach of the year is Jim Schwartz of the Browns. I I, I talked about this in, in our, earlier, but I think Jim Schwartz uh, coming in is going to is going to change the Browns defense for the better. And I think uh, and I think um his experience uh Miles Garrett uh, being number two on on my list for defensive player of the year this year. I think it's going to play a big role into that. So I have Jim Schwartz as my as my assistant coach of the year. 
my, my pick for head coach of the year is Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And my, my, Mike Tomlin, um, it, it, it leads such an incredible culture in Pittsburgh. It, it seems that every year uh, he gets his guys to overperform. He uh, In the 16 years that, as the head coach of the Steelers, he's never had a losing season. And I think it's going to be 17 in a row this year. And, and, and I'll get the Steelers into the playoffs with a 10-7 and record. My pick for Defensive Rookie of the Year is Will Anderson, the linebacker of the Houston Texans. He, he was the first defensive player taken off the board. Uh, the, uh, in the in this year's draft, I think he I, I think the Houston Texans, um 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 are, I, they 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 like they like the analytics and they, and they like the idea of going up to to draft Will Anderson and, and and why not when he is the best defensive player in, uh, on the board in this year's draft? Uh, it, it's uh, I think he's gonna have a monster season and I think he's gonna have an immediate impact on day one on this Houston Texans team as they, as they look to turn to turn things around. After the debacles of 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 Lovey uh, from Lovey Smith and and company last year, uh, with 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 all things being equal there, my my pick for offensive rookie of the year is 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 not is not an exciting one, but it's Bijan Robinson of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I think. B. John Robinson is, is going to have uh, going to have at least fifteen hundred yards rushing this year. I think the Falcons are going to be in a lot of games because because of because of him and 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 him plowing through Atlanta's excellent offensive line. As, um, as, so I, so I think when you look at the numbers, so wait, wait, when when you look at the the lack of receivers that that are going to be in primary roles this year, I I think it's B. John Robinson that that's going to get the nod as the. Uh, as the offensive rookie of the year, my 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 pick for comeback player of the year is uh, is 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 a pretty easy one. It's Demar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. So who who of course ha- ha- had had the scary incident uh, where where he nearly where he nearly collapsed to his death on a football field in Cincinnati last year, uh, uh, and 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 the, the second day of the year. And 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 he had the entire sports world rallying around him. The city of Buffalo, the the NFL, uh, the football community. I, I now now he's back. He he, uh, he 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 showed up day one of training camp. I and, and I think I think him being on the field alone and and being being better than a linebacker that gives up a one forty two point three passer rating before uh, before. Uh, 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 before the injury last year, uh, it, it's going to be a, a uh, it's going to be a wonderful story for the city of Buffalo uh, when Demar Hamlin plays at a higher level than he, than he did last year. So Demar Hamlin is my pick for comeback player of the year. My, my my pick for defensive player of the year is T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now T.J. Watt, I think is going to be in for another another twenty sack type of season. He, he he is that disruptive. He he is that talented, and 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 his return nearly will power the Pittsburgh Steelers into the postseason. So and T.J. Watt is 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 one of the most indispensable dudes in the NFL. And the Pittsburgh Steelers' absence in the playoffs last year illustrated exactly why that. I think T.J. Watt's going to lead the Steelers back to the playoffs, and 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 it's going to be. Um, 
uh, uh, you know, it's going to start building out a legacy that, that compares the likes of, of guys like Mean Joe Green um, in terms of all-time greats of, of, for the Pittsburgh Steelers when it, when it comes to their defense. My, my pick for Offensive Player of the Year is San Francisco 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey. Now, I, I could have gone a lot of different ways for this. I was considering Justin Jefferson. I was considering Nick Chubb. I was considering Austin Neckler. I was considering Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. But, 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 but my pick for Offensive Player of the Year is Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, because I think he's going to have, a, a, gonna have a, a, a monster impact for, uh, and helping out Brock Purdy. So, but both in terms of running the football behind Trent Williams and, and, and also in crunch time situations with, with, with big receptions on third and short that, that lead and fourth and short that, that lead to first down yardage. So my, my offensive player of the year pick is Christian McCaffrey. And, and my and my choice for league MVP, it, it, it was a tough one, I'm going to tell you right now. It was a tough one. But I'm going to go with Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. I, I think Josh Allen so, um, so is, is, is an inc- first of all, incredible dude off the field. So, but, but, but when he's on the field, the impact he's making uh, on, both side, uh, on both areas of the offense in terms of running and passing. So I, I, I think the, uh, the, the addition of Dalton Kincaid to, the, uh, to that offense is, is going to help him out a little bit in terms of the passing game. And then, uh, then it's going to allow him to be more selective in, 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 ter- in terms of, in terms of what, what, when to run the ball. Um, it, as a running quarterback, so I, I think Josh Allen um, getting getting the Bills to 13 wins again this year is going to be my preseason pick for for league MVP. So 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 there you have it. The, the, the my official 2023 NFL predictions that they are officially done. They are officially locked in, and we'll be back here on this podcast on Wednesday to to do our. our to, to start uh, the process of, of picking every NFL game against the spread for for, for the upcoming week. So uh, we got some exciting games re- re- ready for you um, in the docket. It's going to be a, a wonderful 272-game docket uh, of games for the regular season. And, and I will be picking every single one of them against the spread here on Hooked on Sports. So until then, this is John Flynn saying so long. And I'll be back here on the podcast on Wednesday. So long, everybody.